Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, Section 11, Chapter 135. In November or December of that year, 1586, Eugenia Mansueti was suffering from an infection of her nostrils for 18 months. They not only swelled up enormously, but also pained her greatly as if with fire. None of the regular medical treatments and remedies appeared able to cure her of this complaint. But she applied to herself a linen band sprinkled with the blood of the holy man, and immediately was relieved of her distress, which never troubled her again afterwards. In It was in that same year, or at any rate the next, that a certain man of good family was gripped by an overwhelming desire to entrust Philip with some project he had in mind, which he had mentioned to no one, Either through timidity or embarrassment, he kept deferring the matter from day to day until one morning at our house, Philip took him aside and told him all about the problem he was thinking of and resolved it, although he had heard nothing about it. And the man stood silent and amazed. In the year of Christ, 1587, in March, a priest of our congregation called Giovanni Francesco Bernardi from Piacenza was taken dangerously ill. The sickness was so severe that he was soon given up for dead, both by the doctors and his attendants. He had been anointed with the last anointing. When Philip visited him and whispered in his ear, be of good courage, you will certainly not die of this disease. His words did not fall in vain, for the patient began to feel better immediately. And on that same day, when the doctors had predicted he would die, he made a good recovery and soon afterwards regained his physical health entirely against all hope. In the name of the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, apostle of Rome, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Three miracles tonight. A miracle by a piece of linen with Philip's blood in it. A miracle of infused knowledge. And a miracle of healing through words of encouragement. The first miracle through the, the linen with blood. Could this really have happened? Philip's alive and someone takes a piece of linen that had somehow been sprinkled with his blood from one of his many illnesses 
And that touch to someone's inflamed nostrils causes a healing. Well, think about our Lord. Sometimes people want to be healed of their diseases and what did they do? They touched the fringe of his garment. The woman with the flow of blood came up behind him and she said, if I only touch the fringe of his garment. And our Lord felt power go forth from him, Luke says. And he turned around and said, who touched me? And Peter said, Lord, the crowd, everyone's pressing on you. Everyone's touching you. How can you say who touched me? And Jesus says, someone touched me. And the woman came forward and said all that had happened to her. In other words, the power of Jesus can flow through material things, can flow through his garments. Well, that's Jesus, though. What about the saints? Well, look at the Acts of the Apostles. While Peter was alive, he'd be walking. And if his shadow, the shadow of St. Peter, were to touch someone sometimes, in Acts chapter 5, they were healed by his shadow. And later on, in Acts, people got handkerchiefs of Peter's. Now, we don't know if they had blood on them or not. Maybe they had blood, they're handkerchiefs. But they got Peter's handkerchief and they touched it and people were healed. So if our Lord's power could flow through his garments, if the power of Christ could flow through the handkerchief of St. Peter, and we know it's the power of Jesus because at other times when Peter healed people, he said things like this, silver and gold I have not, but what I have I give you in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise and walk. And people got up. So Peter did miracles through the name and power of Jesus. It was the power of Jesus flowing through him. And so when people were healed by a handkerchief of St. Peter, that was by the power of Jesus. And so here, in the life of St. Philip, even during his lifetime, just as during the lifetime of St. Peter, we have a healing through a linen band, not even a smaller than a handkerchief. So just as the first apostle of Rome, the one who was sent on a mission to Rome to establish the church there, could do miracles in his lifetime through his handkerchiefs, even without his being aware of it. So the second apostle of Rome, who 1,500 years later came to Rome, not to establish the church there, but to preserve the church in her cheerfulness, in her charity, in the good faith that she had been given from St. Peter. He too would work miracles during his lifetime, and he would work miracles through fabric that he had touched. And people could even take that and be healed without his being aware of it. Why would our Lord do this? Because he wanted to show the world that he had raised up St. Philip to be an apostle to Rome. That Rome should have hope. That sanctity was not over yet. That God could still raise up from stones children of Abraham. He could raise up from a broken, poor family who had suffered the death of a mother could raise up from that family whose father was an alchemist had ruined the family 
God can raise up an apostle and a saint from that family and send him to Rome. And people were not to think the days of holiness, the days of the one holy Catholic and apostolic church were over. And so God wanted to point people to what he was doing in Philip. And so he worked these kinds of miracles. And we too need hope. We too need people who can understand us. And that's what the second miracle is so important for. St. Philip understood what this man had in his mind. And God gave knowledge of it to St. Philip. But what I want to focus on is the need for people to understand us. The need we have to tell other people things. The need for other people to know what's happening inside of us. So let us ask the Lord to send us people who can understand us, whom we can open our hearts to. And finally, we need people who can encourage us. St. Philip did his favorite line to sick people, be of good courage. He loved to tell people that, be of good courage. St. Philip was a great encourager, not superficially, not trying to be a great encourager, but he was because the Holy Spirit was at work on him and the Holy Spirit gave him these words to say. And so let's ask the Lord to send us people who will encourage us because we need hope. And people give us courage when they tell us there is hope. And how do they tell us there's hope? They tell us that something that is difficult is possible. This is the crucial thing, that it is possible. Sanctity is possible. Serving the Lord is possible. Opening ourselves to another person is possible. Jesus said the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. As we begin the season of Advent, these four weeks of preparation for Christmas, let's ask the Lord to encourage us and to fill us with hope that we may not have done a lot of great things the last few months, but Advent is a new beginning, the beginning of a new year. And as our, the angel Gabriel told Mary, nothing is impossible with God. May this season of Advent renew our hearts. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs>